0: Welcome to the weekly deep dive bonus episode Yeah, this is a, a happy Mother's Day uh, tribute to all of you mothers out there I am here in the studio with Nate, awesome piper. What's up, baby? We both have awesome mothers and amazing wives that are also amazing mothers And also many of our listeners are incredible mothers out there So big salute to all of you wonderful people if we're looking at Mother's Day tributes, I think Isaiah is, is the one to lead us off. He is the guy. When he describes the atonement of Jesus Christ and trying to find a good image for how do we portray what this atonement is like, he defaults to a mother in, in several instances. So let's go to Isaiah 53. Just take a quick peek at this real quick. And they're talking about Christ going up as a tender root. I'll just start from verse 1. You guys are going to recognize this. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness that when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men. So we're talking about Christ when he's going to come. But look at this in verse 4. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. So the, the, the verbs here, to bear and to carry, as if he is laboring or going through this process where he is going to deliver us. And it says here in verse... Sorry, just a second verse seven, he is oppressed and he is afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughters. And as a sheep before her shears is dumb, he openeth not his mouth. Now you'll you'll notice this, as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. They're not referring to this sheep as a male sheep. Even though you talk about a male sacrifice, uh, it has to be a male unblemished lamb in other instances. Here, Isaiah is specifically referencing Christ as a, a female sheep. And in fact, the word that's translated as lamb is Rachel in Hebrew, which means a female sheep. So this this female is brought to to the sacrifice. Now it says, and who shall declare his generation for he was cut off from the land of the living so here even though he's bearing and carrying this this female figure which is Christ he doesn't have any kids for all of his travails all of his bearing and carrying he doesn't have it for he was cut off from the land of the living yet in verse 10 yet it pleased the god to bruise him to crush him he hath put him to grief and when you shall make, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul. So again, look at the verbs that Isaiah is choosing. Bear, carry, travail of his soul. And, and that the soul, it's at the end going to be delivered when thou shalt make his soul an offering for your sin. Then he shall see the travail. Even though he was cut off from the land of the living and he didn't have seed, now he shall have seed. And who are his seed? Those that make his soul an offering for their sin. They become born again. And this idea that the atonement is really being portrayed as the act of childbearing, the act of being a mother, that we can be born again through this.
1: Well, even baptism, a lot of the covenants that we make, there's even passing through the veil, um, being born or being baptized in a baptismal font. There's a lot of childbirth um, symbolism in a lot of this.
0: Yeah, and take Christ on the cross himself. Even though, even though Isaiah is describing this very rich with imagery, look at him physically on the cross And as a spear is thrust through his side and water comes out, this idea almost like a Caesarean section that through him, as he is pierced, water is going to come out as part of this process. Blood, he's bled, bled from every pore. And as he is pierced, this act of giving up his life and dying, we can now all be born again. And it's not just the act of giving birth that we can be born again through, as you mentioned, Nate, baptism, going through this process of the water, the blood, the spirit, and being born again. Can a man be born again? Not only is it that through the atonement, but it goes further. Isaiah in chapter 66, the aftercare, not just the, the, the act of us being born, but the aftercare is mentioned in terms of, of Christ being a woman. In Isaiah 66, it says, verse 11, that ye may suck and be satisfied with the breast of her consolation, that ye may milk out and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. And, and talking about this, uh, the Lord, for verse 12, for thus saith the Lord, behold, I will extend peace to her like a river and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Going to verse 13, as one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort you and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. So as a mother comforts her children, God is the one who's going to be comforting us. God is the one who's going to be, and how many times does it say in the scriptures, he is going to be nursing his, his nations. He's going to be carrying them. He's going to be tender to them. And, and it says it so many different ways. Isaiah 49, when it says, although you may forget, a woman may forget her suckling child, yet I will not forget I have engraven you upon the palms of my hands. And so that great love, that relationship that we have with God. And as a father, I I do get a little bit jealous of my wife because I don't have the same kind of relationship with my kids that she has. You, you know, I've got a good relationship with my kids. I tease them, they tease me, we have a lot of fun. But it's not the same. You can't replace that maternal love that that they have that feeling they have and and reaching and trying to describe how God feels and cares about us and and what our relationship is like, the closest thing that Isaiah can come across is describing it in terms of being a mother. It's something special
1: in the scriptures it talks too about even the protection or the or the protective nature of Christ too. A a mother hen protecting her chicks, or, or or how
0: many times would I gather you under my wings yes, like a mother hen? Is. And in Hosea, it even says the anger of the Lord when he sees his children being scattered to destroy it is like that of a she bear being defensive of her cubs. And and you know how bad it is if you step between a, a mother bear and her cubs. I do. That's a bad day. That's a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do that. I love that. So for all of you mothers out there, I guess the closest thing we can come to understanding our relationship with God, what he does for us and what it means to return to be with him and the fierce loyalty and love that he has and willingness to stand up for us and go to bat for us and fight for us, the closest thing we have to understanding that is to viewing your relationship with your kids and how special that is and what it means to be, a mother is really what it means to be a God. Fantastic. We do, we, we
1: love you. Um, our own mother's mom, love you. Our spouses, we love you. Love you, mom. Um, love you, Ness. We, uh, we did want to just put that little, put this one a little bit together just because it felt appropriate for the day, but also it's just a really amazing thing to, to kind of ponder about. And again, we could, you know, there's so many other ways that there is. Um, you know, symbolisms throughout the scriptures, a lot of which, again, refer to the relationship of a mother and their child or um, a bride and bridesmaid and various things. Um, we will let everybody else kind of put a lot of those other connections together. If you would like to hit us up, you know, you, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your insights as well. Um, but other than that, we just wanted to say happy Mother's Day.
0: Happy Mother's Day. Week. Month. Month. Week
1: year okay see it